the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka, Highway 441, 256 East Main Street. Pete Paquette is joining us on location. Pete, great to see you today. Thanks for being here. Getting ready for the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, Porky's can't feel a, can't, can't think of a better place to kick it off with than to, boy, I tell you, the, the aromas here on Main Street downtown Apopka are really, really nice. Have a big win last night from Roger Williams Field, so that's going to be fun to talk about today. But uh, come over and join us, folks. Great food, great way to kick off the weekend, and we're having a picnic right out here on the uh, kind of our Memorial Day weekend picnic right here on the uh, patio here at Porky's. Athletic Director Russell Wombles is here with us. Coach Matthews, head soccer coach, is with us here. We're ex- expecting to hear from uh, Coach Darlington. I've uh, got a text from him. He's he's on the way up to join us. John Perry, the pocket chief and planner, will be here. It's so going to be a, a table full. Yeah, we're going to have to Pull up the kids' table here, I think, to accommodate everyone. (laughs) And we'll be sticking around for lunch. So it's a great day to get up to Porky's and uh, just have a great day, a great Blue Darter day. Well, uh, let's go ahead and start about the the game last night. It was an annual spring game. We, as Coach Darlington likes to do, we took on a a quality, very quality opponent, uh, Orange City University. Very impressive. And of course, uh, their tailback is one of the the most recognized. He's, he was he's a rising junior, but after during his sophomore season, he established himself as one of the literally one of the top running backs in the state. And he's already being recruited by the top colleges across the country. Definitely, I mean, I was impressed. I heard about him, and uh, he was scary at first, you know. But our defense kind of rise to the occasion last night and they shut him down several times. So Lorenzo Lingard is his name, and. Um, you know, and that you know, was one of the things. One of the things I took away from the game. Now we'll see what Coach uh, D has to say because uh, you know his, his perceptions are always, you know, has a more critical eye. But um, one of the things that, that I personally was impressed with was it's our defensive line play. I mean, uh, you know, I, I thought our defense on balance kept their uh, Lingard in check and kept their running game in check. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Roger. Because like I said, you know. We had some changes this year with, uh, you know, the seniors going on to their future careers, and um, I was very impressed. I you know, watched the spring game, the blue-white game a few weeks ago, and they had them split, so it was hard to get a good look at them. So uh, very impressive last night. And, um, you know, and then also, uh, of course, on offensively, one of the things everybody was talking about and looking at, uh, you know, glaring ob- glaringly obvious, is most of our ball carriers – um, graduated, you know. Of course, starting with mm-hmm. Deshaun Massey, three three year starter and three year three three time thousand yard rusher, including a state championship on his resume. Dimitri Birch, the same thing, three year starter, uh, three 
three-time thousand-yard rusher, uh, state championship, both of their sophomore years uh, are, are moving on. Jordan Thompson, who got a lot of quality carries last year as a running back, moved on. Uh, Demiris August, leading receiver last year, has moved on. So we had um, bl- even our blocking back, Paul Fitzgerald, is moving on. He'll be playing ball at Stetson. But just a, a kind of a, a blank slate in the backfield and you know, obviously we got players that uh, looks like the, that certainly as far as last night goes stepped up and played well. Surprise, surprise uh, Mr. Jakari uh, Hamilton Davis, you know, wow what a what a night for him I uh, understand over 380 something yards uh, last night and next he, thing you know we had college line coming up asking us about him you know they were probably there to watch Will and and Ed and some of the other players, but next thing you know, they're all over, you know, trying to find out who he is, what year he is. Uh, and like I said, when I finally settled down after the first 10 minutes and got to watch the game, it was a, he put on a quite a show along with, uh, you know, Jackson, um, Jackson uh, Darlington, Darlington up, you know, had a good game at receiver and also, you know, out of had the formation. Some, yeah, you know? got some good, tough yeah. yardage, especially near the end of the game when we're kind of when the game was in doubt. And, and mm-hmm. it was obvious that Arnold City University was was trying to win the game. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah could, I, I was one thing that impressed me about them was they, they battled literally to, to the last second Definitely. went off the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, battled so intensely that they picked up some unsportsmanlike conduct penalties yeah. uh, along with it. But... But the point I was getting to is Jackson and Darlington got some quality, tough yardage between the tackles during that fourth quarter when we were basically yeah. trying to get the game over with the lead and run the clock out. I think they complimented each other a little bit. You know, um, the you know, the fact that they were worried about him because of the performance he was putting on. And next thing you know, Dow Jackson's benefiting from it and getting good yardage himself. And also he caught some nice passes too. And then um, well now we're pleased to be joined by John Peary, the Popka Chief and Planner, editor of the Popka Chief and Planner. John, it's great to have you Thank here. Thank you, Roger. Good to be here. We're, as you can tell, we're just talking about the the game here before Coach Darlington joins us later right. in the program. It'll be near the end of the show probably. But um, just you know, just like to get get your immediate thoughts. Yeah, you, tacking on to what y'all were talking about with Jackson Darlington, I you know he had that one uh, long fourth down, a couple, a fourth down pass reception from Jacorian Davis Hamilton, who and and it was the the perfect pass play for uh, for the whole the the whole uh, you know for the for the situation and and they executed it perfectly. But but Jackson just got nailed as he caught the ball, and I expected to see the ball pop up, you know, and, and be an incomplete pass. But uh, I, you know, he held on to it, and, and you know, uh, typical coach's son, you know, doing the job and get, getting the job done. Uh, he had That's some good tough yardage me. in between the tackles too, as a running. Very impressive as a running on that play right there, because like I said, I thought he was going to drop the ball too on yeah, that. I, he and he would have had every right to just have the yeah. ball pop out because that, that that was an incredible hit. And why don't we start with the offense uh, with John Perry? You know, because that's the obvious. As we said, that's uh, the most glaringly obvious thing. You know, we lost two, two, three-time thousand-yard rushers. Most programs probably never even had two, three-time thousand-yard rushers. Very rare, or very, very few of them. And um, with Deshaun Massey and Dimitri Birch, and then of course even our blocking back Paul Fitzgerald is is a, is a senior, and Jordan Thompson, who was a very quality player, um, got quality carries and quality yardage last year. He he's gone. Demiris August, the leading receiver, he's gone. So if you start looking at uh, as I've been telling people, it looked like about 99 percent of our total offense last year had moved on. Right. Um, that might be a slight exaggeration, but well, not um, not, not too much because the the uh, the leading ground gainer returner was. 
uh, on crutches Cornelius on the sideline. Williams, Cornelius Williams, he wasn't even Williams. in the game. So, you know, he, he didn't play at all and of last night. Jackson Darson got some yards last year, too. But, um, um, but yeah, let's just go one by one. Now, in, so, you know, Jacorian, Davis Hamilton, uh, Essentially, I guess for the most part, last night was it was in the Dimitri Birch role, if, if you will. It, 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 is, is that yeah, correct? in terms of the the way the, the offense is set up, but uh, yeah, you know the one thing with with uh, Apopka's offense under Rick Darlington is it doesn't feature one guy. I mean, you know, so the old I formation offenses, and and like with Orange City, even last night, you know, they have their one stud running back, Lorenzo Lingard. And he is the real deal, by the way. But, uh, you know, the, the Apopka offense is usually two or three-headed. Now, one kid may have a, a great game and that type of thing. Uh, and, you know, and but throughout the season, it's not going to be one guy rushing for 3,000 yards and two other guys rushing for 500 apiece. And as you said, these 1,000-yard rushers. But, uh, you know, last night was certainly uh, Ja'Cory's – uh, night and, and you know we'll see how that goes in the regular season, but uh, I would I would expect he'll. I mean, how do you not say okay, we're going to let this guy have the ball a lot after that performance last night? Because you know, Orange City University is a quality program. First time I've seen them alive, and uh, but but they're they're a quality program and, and have some solid athletes uh, on both sides of the ball. And for you had the stats, but I think Russell posted last night. Uh Jacorian Davis Hamilton had well over 300 yards. Yeah, almost almost 400. And and you know, despite all I that, I think Russell six, said 380. Something. 383, I think yeah, is the number. Uh, and and so, you know, despite all that, there's a whole lot for this team to work on. And and uh, you know, you're talking about having Darlington on later. You know, Rick Rick will be the first one to. You know, he'll he'll point that out before you even have to ask. I'm sure. But uh, I mean, they were there were troubles and. As you saw, Roger, there were troubles with getting the snap taken care of uh, early on, especially the whole first quarter. Yeah, and and uh, that that was just you know that the snap obviously any time, but especially in that offense, it's got to be right on because the timing issue with the with the fakes and with the spins and with the counter plays and this type of thing those those are incredibly they're all time factors. You know, you, you got the guys up front who are blocking. And while, <clears throat> excuse me, while guys in the back are having to fumble with the ball on the ground, it's it's not going anywhere. And and there was there was a lot of that, especially early. No, but as you mentioned last night on the halftime report, the player you know, Rolson, who we're expecting to be the regular center, wasn't wasn't playing. Cargo, Cargo, no, uh, Yeah, yeah. Jake Cargo. He was he had they had moved him to guard because of other injuries. But then in the second half. They got where they. I'm not sure who. Uh, top top of my. I think they put Shaderick Bradford back from blocking back to the back to the guard spot, and then uh, use somebody else a blocking back and put Jake back at center. At center, and and that's you know that made the. I mean, you, you, it was it, the offense ran a lot more smoothly in the second half, and honestly, I think part of that would have happened anyway because I think they just wore Orange City University down as part of it. But I, I think a lot of it also was the fact that Jake Coggle's snaps were right on point as he was last year. And then the rest of the offensive line, those guys, Shaderick Bradford and, and Will Barnes and Ed Montellis, those guys and, and others, a couple others are, are just – they're really good. <laughs> and when you put that with uh, – and get some guys like – 
Davis Hamilton, who are you know young but but obviously very talented, and a couple other guys, Steve Billings, Larson. Uh, you know those guys are going to put up some numbers. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Popka Popka offense had 38 points last night, and and. Um, you know, and none in the first quarter. Yeah, uh, so and eight points at halftime. But uh, you know what I'm saying is they've as rough as the night as it was against the quality opponent, they still put up a decent number. And uh, but but honestly, it was the offense that that hurt the defense. So my, you know there was the fumble on the two yard line that that hurt. Uh, and and then there were a couple other short fields where where the uh, Orange City was able to take advantage of and. and if that doesn't happen, then you know it's it's maybe not so one or not so not as close as it was. Sixteen point game. Coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue downtown Apopka on Blue Darter Sports Central. We're glad you're joining us. Come on up and join us for lunch. We got a great cast on the program today. First of all, Pete Pickett is engineering on location for us today. Also, we're joined by John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Popka High School Athletic Director and former Letterman Baseball Letterman Russell Wombles Wombles is joining us. Wombles is joining us, and Coach Doug Matthews is here as well. We look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington a little bit later in our program. Now, let's, uh, Russell, I'd just like to get get your thoughts on the on the game last night. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun being back in uh, being back in that uh, environment. So, you know, not a bad crowd for a spring game. So that's 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 always good. You know, the idea that we kind of played a, a regular game is uh, was was good. And a lot of times in the spring and stuff, people want to play a JV quarter and all those things. You know, other than kicking, you know, we played a regular straight-up uh, varsity game, which I, I much prefer. But, um, you know, offensively, you know, it's a pumpkin. looks like a pumpkin normally does offensively. And like, like John said, uh, Coach Darlington's going to have a lot to talk about in terms of turnovers and mistakes and things of that nature but that's kind of to be expected in the spring in the spring you don't spend a lot of time on uh you know uh strategy and I mean, a lot of fundamental work in the spring so not not anything to be stressed about I, I i really enjoyed watching our defense i thought the defense was probably you know ahead of the game from where they are normally at this time of year i thought the secondary played exceptional you know for the most part but you know I'm not a football guy. I'm just the athletic director. So that, that's a great point. I, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. that. Was something I was going to point out too. I, I agree with you. And we talked about that on during the broadcast last night. Of course, Coach D. I'm sure we'll see it differently and, and with a more critical well, eye. He's probably. <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't see anything good. Would be my guess. But but excuse me. One of the first things I noticed. Excuse me. Of course, with the highly touted running back that they had, Lorenzo Lingard. Looked like our defensive line played really stout last night. I mean, you know, there, there, there were more than a few plays where we just, you know, they there was a brick wall. I mean, they they got basically nothing and maybe a yard or two, and um, you know, and then also as you said, uh, Russell, I'd say at least over the last three quarters, from my perspective, the the, def- the secondary played well, and actually a number five actually had a good game, yeah, at least one interception, Anthony Fieldings, but um, yeah, I think yeah, th- th- yeah, th- two, th- yeah, had two, yeah, and yeah. um. You know, it, it was it was great to see the secondary playing well, and of course, it, we lost some guys to, to transfer in the secondary, some some good ones. So, just you know, those, I, those are observations I made. I, I was impressed with the secondary, and uh, and sometimes you don't know what you got until until they uh, until they get a chance, you know. And so these kids got a chance last night, and we saw that there's some there's some kids that'll be able to make plays and do good things, but. You know, I, I don't know how many yards Orange City University had. Someone said they had about 212 or something. I don't know if John knows that. But, 
you know, keep in mind, I mean, that's a pretty good football team. And, and we turned the ball over several times uh, for them to only – how many yards they have, John? I had Lingard with 111 rush, and outside of him, they had about 15 rush. Yeah, so I mean, so, no. I mean that's a pretty good football team that you held to probably 200 yards or so of total right, offense, right. and uh, and and factor the factor in the idea that, that we turned the ball over several times that gave them more opportunities to move the football and once yeah, turning over on the two yard line or something. Yeah, I mean, so um, I, I just thought it was really solid game defensively, a lot of good tackling, not a lot of missed tackling, and. Uh, you know, it's, I was impressed. I was impressed. The, the, the one interception you mentioned about Anthony Fielding, he had the two. One was on the tip late, and uh, he got he scored on it and got called back for a, a, a penalty. And, you know, one of those silly penalties that on an on a interception return that was behind the play. So, I you know, that that never ends. I You know, you see that every level of guys just want to hit Sunday. somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and and but but the other was he broke on that on the ball on the on the the other interception. That was a great interception. That was that's the kind of thing that that you that that's yeah you can teach that, but a kid's got to be able to do it and and have it within him to do that. And that was that was a heck of a play to to break on the ball like he did and and just basically snap off the, the it was a little slant route you know ten yards down the down the field and he just broke in on it and, and said no this is my ball and and you know made it made a difference on that play and if i remember correctly i think anthony fieldings who's a rising sophomore according to the roster played some last year as a oh yeah he he was he had the uh when apopka was playing at wakiva wakiva was driving trying to to tie the game late and uh he had the final interception that that uh, you know stopped the Wakiva's final drive, and uh, you know so as, as a true freshman, of course now he's still a freshman end of the year, but in terms of football next year, he's a sophomore, and and uh, you know he's he's going to be he's he's pretty good back there, and then Chance Bush who who uh, is well, Chance is now, Bush had a great game, you know, uh, and so you especially know, tackling, yeah there there's you know the Lingard kid. Is a great, great runner, and he broke some tackles. But you know, I'm not so sure how many high school defenses would be able to withstand that. I know Popka works hard as anybody or harder, and so I would fully expect that Lingard will have a a huge season. You know, is coming up in the fall. I just you know, the, he's he's uh, going to university now. I don't think there's any doubt that he will be uh, one of those who who uh, does really well at the University of Miami in the ACC. Well, Fielding's also, I mean, it was earlier in the game. Um, I think we we gave up a touchdown, but he actually, um, he broke on the ball really well on the uh, south end zone. There was a touchdown down there. He broke on the ball really well and was two inches away from an interception possible pick six barely uh missed it and instead they go the other way for six i mean they, they take it in for six but but i mean i was i just remember telling someone on the sideline i said man he broke on that ball so well right so uh obviously you know he's got some really good instincts and uh so that'll you know a little risk involved but hey it's great to see good pass defense. He's, he's there to make the play that was my point by all that right. he's there to make the play okay, okay well no break uh we'll keep going now, um now, I'd like to 
And friends, you're listening to Blue Dart Sports Central, a special edition of Blue Dart Sports Central. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. Of course, we'll be sticking around for lunch afterwards. We'd love to invite you to come up and join us. We have a great panel. Pete Paquette is here with us producing on site. John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planners joining us. Russell Wombles, Apopka High School Athletic Directors joining us. And Coach Matthews, Coach Doug Matthews, soccer coach, is joining us as well. And um, I'd just like to have you guys tell us a little bit more about uh, Jacorian Davis Hamilton. Of course, he was the guy that really emerged with a huge night last night. And, you know, John, you know, follows the program you know, closer than anybody. And I know, Russell, you have great insights, too. But I'd just like to hear you know, tell us a little bit more about Jacorian Davis Hamilton. Well, he was on the freshman team this past fall. And, and uh, he was tall and skinny, even, even skinny for the freshman team. Uh, but you also saw some some ability there uh, that that's like oh okay I, that that looks pretty good. But I had no idea that this spring he'd be rushing for close to 400 yards in in one game. Uh, he was a little stronger than I thought last night uh, in terms of breaking tackles, and part of that is is yeah you've got to have the strength, but you also have to have the willpower. Uh, you know, it's like Lingard last night. There were a couple times where I thought he sought out the contact. You know, and we, and uh, we said he was running angry right, on the radio because yeah. it uh, looked like he was. Yeah, uh, he and and so Jacorian's a different rate. He was more of a trying to be a little more elusive, but he also it looks to me like Jacorian's got the field vision that that I I think a lot of the, the better players have and I mentioned this last week on the show Roger about Deshaun Massey having it uh guys like Jeremy Gallon uh first one I really ever remember noticing it was Jeremy Rudolph back in the day uh and you talk about somebody who saw contact um anyway um, but uh you know uh, Jacorian uh it's a good start for him uh, you know and it's just a spring game and it, you know it won't go any career rushing yardage but it's something that he can build on and and uh you know he from what I understand uh he seems to be of the emotional nature to not let it go to his head you know and take it all in stride and say okay that's that's a start that's right. kind you of, know kind of like hesitating to even talk too much about him yeah, and, and that's a radio. great point that's a great point he's 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 the new uh, the new uh, good looking girl in town, you know, who everybody fawns over, uh, you know. Sure, uh, be glad to hear that. Uh, and so, well, <laughs> just speak, speak, relating, speak for you yourself. Know, not, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> no, no, he was. He was. I'm uh, just talking about the new thing. You know, everybody. It's kind of like the backup quarterback is the most popular player on the NFL roster, uh, except if you're in New England or somewhere where Peyton Manning's playing. If he was playing still, but anyway. Uh, you know, in big-time college and NFL, the guy on the bench is, is the one who probably should be in the game, according to a lot of fans. And and um, Jacorian, uh, you know, he's he's going to get his time, and he's got three more years, and that's exciting for Apopka fans. But there were some other guys who didn't play last night because of injuries who, uh, you know, will be seeing a lot of action in the fall carrying the ball. So, you know, it's... Uh, no surprise that Apopka's got a lot of running back talent. Uh, it's it's always there and it's being developed. And uh, there's going the the problem is that early season schedule. You know, even though it's not a regular season game, doesn't count on the record. Daytona Mainland is coming in on the on the preseason game. And you, I would, I don't think this is out of out of school to say this that 
Mainland will have the toughest defense that Apopka faces this next fall, uh, even more than DP maybe. Uh, Mainland's just otherworldly on, on defense year in and year out. Now, I don't, I'm not sure about who what, who they've got coming back this fall, but uh, if it's a normal Mainland team, they're going to have great defensive uh, play and uh, great speed and athleticism and, and hard hitting on defense. They just don't give up a lot of points uh, on defense. So, uh, you know, you know, maybe against a Popka single wing, maybe who knows, maybe it's, it's uh, Popka will be able to manipulate that some. Uh, but uh, from just a purely athletic uh, and football standpoint, uh, Daytona Mainland will very easily could be the, the toughest defense a Popka sees this fall. And since we're speaking about the backfield, because that was, you know, obviously the, the most glaring spot where it, we're losing uh, key players. And, of course, uh, friends, I want to remind you, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We're coming to you live from Porky's. invite you to come on up and have lunch with us afterwards. There's already a bunch of Blue Darters getting in line right now, in fact, at Porky's. We want to um, get your guys uh, insights on, you know, David White had a good game last night as well and he was in the backfield and that's another player you know that uh, is you know looks competing to fill one of those spots and we've already spoken about uh, Jackson Darlington who ground out some really really tough yards um, especially in the fourth quarter when you're trying to run out the clock and and of course as you've already mentioned Stephen Billings Larson got some quality carries I think it scored at least, at least one touchdown last night yeah there's there's a there's a, a good stable of running backs Guys who Cornelius Williams them, is the fellow right. who was and, injured and, and didn't play. We'll see how it all works out in the fall because you never know. But uh, uh, I, I don't think there's any question that the future looks bright because um, they'll get this, the center snap issue that was the biggest thing last night. They'll get that solved and got it solved last night pretty much, uh, late anyway. And so, you know, with that offensive line coming back, those guys, man, uh, you know, it's as big an offensive line as since back in the Jeremy Rudolph days with Chris Comstock and Kerry Barlow and those guys. And, and uh, you know, they were – but with now with Barnes and Montillas, you know, Jake Coggle is, is the, the small guy, and he's not the smallest kid around. So, you know, uh, they, they've got a, a lot of good, you know, Shaderick Bradford over there. And, and it depends on, you know, and then Jalen Carter at tight end. Lord have mercy. That child is – you know, he's another rising sophomore who is just an athletic. I, I call him a freak, and I mean that in the most complimentary way I can. Um, he just—he's a huge kid, and he's—he's he's got so much upside, and he's still learning, and he's still growing. I'm sure, at least filling out, if not growing taller. But uh, he's got—he's at tight end, and he'll catch some passes. But obviously, in this offense, he'll be blocking mostly, and uh, they'll just. Uh, you know, the future definitely looks bright. Right now, the future's inexperienced outside of those guys up front. The one thing we did kind of notice, at least you know, from my perspective, last night, we, we on the offensive line, as you said, we blew a ho- open some huge holes. But also, it seemed like uh, there were a lot of penetration into the backfield last night, you know, more than you would kind of expect. Did you I'm notice sorry, Roger. Like a, I, I, the road a lot of me off. a lot of orange guys' shirts and helmets were in our backfield. It looked like on on several yeah, and there were more times. so than you would hope. Yeah, for. exactly. And the passing, you know, there were several passes called uh, that that never got off because of of sacks or uh, Davis Hamilton had to scramble those type of things. So uh, as we said earlier, there's tons to work on. I mean, you rush for over 500 yards as a team, have one guy almost 400. 
and you think, wow, life is great. Uh-uh. I, you know, there's there even as a a non-coaching observer, I could see tons and tons of work that has to be done, and and they it's that much, you know, be scary good when those things get improved a lot. Uh, it's never going to be perfect as any coach will ever tell you, but uh, it's it's going to be. It's got to get a lot better, and and when it does, Lord have mercy, it could be could be wonderful uh, in terms of a pop offense. Uh, defensively, you mentioned a while ago, Roger, that I, I thought for the most part they did well. Uh, you know, outstanding actually in, in in a lot of ways because obviously Orange City University is going to score some points with Lingard and then with uh, their their quarterback Corey Braden's. He's a pretty pretty sharp passer back there too, and so. Uh, you know, he's more of a typical drop-back guy, but they were able to protect him in ways that Apopka did not protect its its uh, passer, whoever that might have been, whether it was Davis Hamilton or Jackson Darlington. Well, we're going to take our break here. It's about 1130 or so. We're going to go to break on Blue Darter Sports Central. When we come back, we'll continue to join you from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, with our excellent panel of guests, Pete Paquette, producing on location. Coach Doug Matthews is joining us. Russell Wombles, athletic director at Apopka. John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. And Coach Darlington, we're looking forward to being joined by him before the show is over. So please stay with us on Blue Darter Sports Central, and we'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central, coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Come on up and join us for lunch after the show. Have a great panel of guests. We're talking largely about Apopka's spring football game last night, which was a very exciting 38 to 22 victory over a very quality program orange city university the orange city university titans pleased to be joined by pipa cats on location with us today producing online producing on location uh john perry editor of the pocket chief and planner is joining us coach doug matthews is here soccer coach and assistant athletic director and we're pleased to be joined by former blue daughter baseball player and current ad Russell Wombles. In fact, you were also the quarterback of the junior high team, weren't you, Russell? Uh, back in the early 40s or something. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I was had my days confused. Well, that was back in Coach, um, coach Alexander, right? Yeah, Marcellus Alexander was the head coach. We had a good little team there. Uh, yeah, Marcellus. Remember, the, he was Charles Alexander's brother, right? Oh, LSU running back, yeah. I, I didn't realize I never that. knew that. Uh, see? That's, you know. but, uh, that's why you need to turn into Blue Hour Sports Central. <laughs> well, that's assuming someone gave me accurate information, too. So, I mean, anyway, yep, love those days. And, uh, you know, I see, you know, what we were talking about, it's kind of funny you say that, Will Barnes. I didn't know this until recently. His father is Curtis Barnes. Right. Curtis and I grew up together. We were—he played on that team with me. He was—he uh, was our tight end, played defensive end a little bit. And he was a really good athlete, and then wound up being a really good track athlete in high school. So he and I—we uh, were standing on the track last night talking about some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Russell, you're completing your, your first year's during your second tour of duty as, as athletic director at Apopka. Can you just share with us about you know, what you think are some of the highlights of the year this year, some things that you feel good about? Well, I'm finishing my first half year. Um, I mean, I feel good about all of it, actually. I mean, you know, bottom line, I, it's, you know, it was a great atmosphere last night for a spring game. Not a big crowd, but but bigger than I'm accustomed to seeing for a spring game. And uh, just to see the, you know, the support and, you know, the community – the community support and things are just it's just different than it is other places and so you just kind of feel it when you walk out there and they kick the ball off so that was fun a lot you know a lot of excitement you know hearing the uh i missed hearing the uh blue darter fight song with the band even though it was a pep band you know they still they still uh you know brought some pretty good pretty good stuff there and my family came to the game they're all apopka people so that was uh it was great. Just couldn't couldn't ask for anything better. Not that not that I didn't didn't love the past five and a half years as well. But it's different when it's uh, when it's your alma mater and same fight song and all that other stuff. And the, uh, you just know all the parties involved and you know all the way from the little ones up to the elderly. Yeah. And by the way, I ordered that weather like we had last night for all uh, regular season games in the in the fall. By the way, yeah. No, okay. Well, no, yeah. no humidity and oh, no clouds job. and. <laughs> Yeah, well, fact, Lord, there, yeah. yeah. Amazingly, there was actually kind of a, felt a cool breeze blowing yeah, after was, the game, was, which we don't get uh, too often uh, in late May. I actually had a couple of people say, hey, I need to run out and get my jacket. And I'm like, nah, I don't know about all that. But uh, I'm not going to mention any names, Mr. Arnold. But anyway, uh, <laughs> having said that, um, as far as the weather goes next year, uh, Doug Matthews is the assistant uh, athletic person in charge of weather. So if, there, oh, if there's any put, issues. New job I get down. So I have to start studying how yeah, to there's make. a big supplement for that job. Yeah, I hope so. Sure. Yeah. So just, you know, if there's any issues next year, go directly to him. Okay. And, and while Coach Matthews is here, I'd like to take advantage of this opportunity. And, you know, we work with you every week as in, the, in your role as assistant AD, helping us with the show, and we really appreciate that very much. But also, I'd like to have you just talk about the, the girls' soccer program and uh, you know, your season this year and you know, looking ahead to next year. Well, we always, you know, the job is to always get us to that uh, district championship game, and we, we got a great group returning, uh, pretty good, darn good schedule set up already. Um, so looking forward to, you know, accomplishing, you know, getting to that district championship game, um, hoping that the, the girls will be up to it. Um, you know, just got to, you know, get ourselves ready for a team like Oviedo that we ran into this year, um, which I take a little bit of responsibility for because I didn't get a chance to see them play. But they're always going to be out there. They're going to return all their players just about. So if we uh, get ourselves to that game and, um, you know, have a chance to play them again, uh, we want to be a little bit better prepared for them. But I think we got a great group, and hopefully you always got another good, strong group of freshmen coming in because we always give them the opportunity to make varsity and play varsity. So, uh, again, you know, it's just it's enjoyable. It's really, uh, you know, a great group we had this year, and hopefully that same group will lead the new ones coming in. It's a great point you made about the freshmen, and, um, you know, I, Coach Strongson has, has mentioned on the show before, the importance of, of the freshman program to his, to his program. In yeah. fact, he's, I've heard him say it's the most important year is this freshman year. And I don't know how much we'll, time we'll have with him, so might might have a chance to ask him that when he gets here or not. But I'd just like to have uh, John and Russell talk about the freshman program. Co- yeah, Coach Darlington's freshman absolutely. program. Absolutely. You know, his philosophy has been that you've got the varsity, and if you've got ninth graders who are, you know, uh, can play varsity ball at that at that level, then he's going to pull them up. Otherwise, 
you know, his freshmen are, are running the same offense. They're run, and now it's a simplified version, but uh, they're, they're running that offense, and they're that's where his his player. If if there are sophomores who can play, you know, at all, uh, most of them are going to be up in the in the uh, on the varsity as well. And so, you know, the junior varsity is is get some players who will eventually play varsity and contribute very well, but uh, it's more likely that. A guy who played, and then Jacorian Davis Hamilton is a great example. He played uh, freshman ball last year, last fall, and and now looks like he's going to be very much a contributor to the varsity team. So, you know, Martez Ivy, you know, uh, left to Popka High School as the top uh, offensive lineman uh, in the nation, and and you know before he went to Florida, and, and he was uh, uh, played on the freshman team. You know, and part of it has to do with numbers, maybe who's ahead of you. I mean, it's like if there was an offensive lineman on next year's freshman team who was really, really good, you know, uh, Martez Ivy kind of good, uh, he's not going to see any playing time because of what Popka's got up front as offensive lineman. So, you know, there's now part of that is also, if you know, what you've got, what you, you know, what you need to help the, the freshman team too, but. But mostly, you know, if, if the freshmen can play varsity ball, they're going to. But otherwise, man, there's a lot of effort and a lot of emphasis on that freshman squad. And, and you know, they've got the, what is it now, 11-year undefeated streak that yep. they, they've not lost to a, another freshman team. They did play the Eastridge JV team a few years ago and lost to them by, I think, one score or less. But, um, you know, as far as their freshman opponents, they haven't lost in 11 years. I mean, good grief, that's almost the time from – uh, you know, uh, kids that are in school total from first grade through twelfth grade. So that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, not that the final score is all that necessary uh, to worry about at the freshman level, but uh, you know, there, there's certainly uh, a development factor there that that's the main key with the Popka freshman team. Yeah, I heard Coach uh, Darlington talk about how important it is, and um, you know, wanted to share that because last week, last night, we saw evidence kids that played freshman ball last year. Are, are stepping up in, in, in to play varsity now, and it looks like you know, at least some of them are, are pr- pretty darn well prepared. And, exactly. and also, one thing that Coach D talks about, uh, probably the most important of it, in all, is is the intangibles, the the structure that he begins to get these guys socialized, for lack of a better word, into doing things he wants things done. Uh, you know, you have talented guys that may be playing pop Warner under various pop Warner programs or coaches will. Uh, you know, coach. As we all know, Coach Darlington has very specific ways he wants the players to conduct themselves on and off the field. And and uh, the, the freshman year, from what I've heard him say, is it's when that all starts, and, and and that begins to really get get taught in a big way. Right. Well, you know, and, and the idea too that you keep all those kids together, and like John said, they hadn't lost a game in eleven years or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it develops an attitude of winning, an attitude of excellence, and uh, so you. You become accustomed to winning, you know, and when you're used to winning, it makes it um, a little harder to lose. And uh, also it kind of plants a seed in the opponents, the back of their mind, too. It's the same kids you play against in two, three, four years later, you know, and they remember that. So, uh, you know, I mean, and, you know, keep those kids together, develop a sense of team and, you um, you know, a sense of excellence and, you know, and, 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 uh, 
Uh, obviously, it's paid off. Not Very few, if anybody else, does it that way, quite frankly. Most people will take uh, their more talented players, freshmen that don't make the varsity team, they'll move them up to the JV. And um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely worked for a pocket. Now, I also want to just mention, from my perspective, Michael Austin, I thought, had an excellent game as a defensive lineman last night. He was actually one of the team captains, if I remember correctly, and just wanted to point that out because I was him making some, some real big plays out there last night. But I also wanted to, in French, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue, right in the heart of downtown Apopka. We'll be, of course, sticking around for lunch. Come on up and get your Memorial Day weekend started right here at Porky's with lunch at Porky's with us. Wanted to um, talk also a little bit about um, some of the other aspects, that, you know, some other players that come to mind. Well, the schedule is what I was getting to. Is um, we've talked about the schedule before, but I think it's it's huge because you know, as I look down the schedule, starting of course with Mainland, John's already talked about Daytona Mainland, the preseason game, which is a state powerhouse and has been for years. Then we play Okoy, who's a district champion. Then uh, next thing you know, we're playing Dr. Phillips in Lakeland High School, which you know, I'm real excited about that game. That's Coach Darlington's alma mater. Not only is it his alma mater, he, his, his high school coach, Coach Bill Castle, is still the head coach there. So I think that you know, I'm already getting getting uh, you know, goosebumps about, about getting a buzz about that game. But as you go down the, the, the schedule, game after game after game, uh, we, we play on the road at Jacksonville Mandarin. We've got Miami Norland here. We've got a, you know, a team from Miami on the schedule, a team from Jacksonville on the schedule. Of course, high school football fans know those are two incredible hotbeds for high school talent, regardless of who the team is. And then, and we haven't even talked about uh, our district, huge district games versus Wekaiva and West Orange. So looking ahead on the schedule, it looks like a very exciting schedule every single week. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt, Roger. I, you know. I, the mainland game doesn't count in this, but it, it will count mentally and emotionally. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, you know, Okoe won their this the regular first regular season game. They won their district last year. Uh, Popka handled them obviously in the pre in their season opener last year. But uh, that Okoe team improved a lot over through the through the season, obviously. And then the Miami Norland team comes in and and. Uh, they'll be loaded with athletes. We know that. I, you know, we've seen enough Miami teams to know that's that's a given. It's part of it's just whether they're they're how well they're coached, and then then they go down to Lakeland. You know, Popka played spring game at Lakeland one year uh, in 2000. Would have been the spring of of 2002 after Popka had won the 2001 state championship and and uh, got beat late, if I remember correctly. I remember it didn't win. But, uh, you know, Pop could lost a lot of players off that defense from the state championship team, and, and that made a difference. But, uh, you, know, they, you know, there's all kind of storylines there, especially with, with Rick going back to his alma mater and finally getting, finally getting to play uh, Bill Castle, you know. And that will be great. That's a neat thing. And, the, and then going to, to Dr. Phillips, uh, you know, the week after that. Oh, okay, frying pan into the fire kind of thing. So, um, you know. Then there's Boone for homecoming, and and you know that'll be a big game for yeah, Russell too. Yeah, and, and you know Boone, Boone will be, they'll be fine. They're not going to be, they're not going, you know, just lay over. And then Evans, you know, they've got the athletes, and but they've had they've had issues uh, in trying to put things together there. But then you got at Mandar- Jacksonville Mandarin's always a quality program, and then come back to back. Although there's a week open week between there's what. Uh, Popka's home against West Orange, then open, and then at Wakiva. I'm sorry, home against Wakiva. 
and and uh, you know two out of three weeks there, uh, but back to back games uh, with West Orange and Wakiva, and that's you know that's if you win your district, the way the, the new playoff system works, if you win your district, you're in the playoffs, but they still have the point system for the other playoff teams in the in the region for the other four, and the runner up will no longer automatically go. So you could have. You know, if West Orange bounces back, it wouldn't be a shock to me to see a pop go West Orange and Wakiva. All three make the playoffs. Now, the the seeding is 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 determined by you can win your district and be a four seed in out of the eight teams, and so you'd only be sure and have the first round playoff game. Uh, it's going to set up some weird matchups. Uh, you know, you could have a one seed playing an eight seed from the same district in the first round of the playoffs, or it could be a one seed and an eight seed from 200 miles away, depending on, on the region. And you may not see your uh, another district opponent at all because of, of the way, you know, depending on who wins and who loses and how the seeding works out. So this, uh, this new point system will be interesting. Uh, you know, at least it's new. It's, it's uh, uh, we'll see how it all works out. I'm sure there'll be some unintended consequences. There are generally are with these types of things, but uh, I know they'll give it a, a a good look. And unless it's an absolute disaster, I'm sure it'll it'll get uh, it'll be around for a few years, if not for for uh, several years. And once again, while Russell Wommels is joining us, you know, one of the you know major big news here recently is uh, Eric Lassiter has you know, resigned to go over to the new school, Windermere. And uh, Coach uh, McDaniel uh, has been hired to be the baseball coach. And I know we, you know, thanks to Russell, we had Coach McDaniel's his first radio interview as Blue Daughter baseball coach, which is right here on Blue Daughter Sports Central. But uh, Russell, can you? I'd like to take another opportunity because we have new listeners every week to tell us a little bit about Coach McDaniel. Well, Coach McDaniel's an outstanding coach with a lot of experience, mostly on the collegiate level. So, uh, but he's he's also had a couple of uh, head coaching jobs here in Central Florida, in which he's done an outstanding job turning programs around from not very good to to uh, very respectable in a short amount of time. Was also an assistant coach at Olympia when they were ranked number one in the nation. Um, uh, you know, I've. There's no question in my mind he's going to do an outstanding job. Uh, I've got to know him over the years. He actually applied for our job years ago when we hired uh, Chuck Shaw. Uh, He was one of the finalists for the job then. So I kind of followed his career after that and just been extremely impressed. Got to know him a little bit. We actually played baseball at the same small college in Arkansas about 10 years apart. So uh, and then I found out, you know, recently we also have the same birthday. So I didn't want to mess with fate. So I figured, I figured uh, I better not, you know. It's, it's Ozark, Ozark boys with the same uh, birthday. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hear fiddles or yeah, banjos in the background. <laughs> That was probably not the, the, the most appropriate radio comment, but that's okay. Anyway, so here's the deal. Uh, there is no question in my mind he's going to be. He will do an outstanding job. I think he has the personality. He has the knowledge um, that that's going to be a just a tremendous fit for our community. I really do. I think people are going to buy in wholeheartedly because he's an extremely hard worker. He's extremely passionate, and uh, he's going to bring everything he's got to the table every day. Uh, you know, I joke around sometimes about coaches. Uh, 
you know, we like to use the term high maintenance or whatever. There's a difference between being high maintenance and being passionate. I have no problem dealing with coaches every day, 10 times a day, that are just passionate, that want to make their program better. Call me, text me, whatever. That's him, and I love it. I know it sounds crazy. Other people would say, man, give me a break. No, not me. That's the kind of people I like. And uh, so he's that. We, we, we're we can't really announce it yet, but we've just hired a really high-quality pitching coach that he'll be coming on next year to join us. And uh, we're looking at another position or two uh, that if if things fall the way I think they might, uh, not only will we have a great head coach, I think we're going to have an incredible high school coaching staff if they fall uh, the way I think they're going to. So, anyway, uh, you know, we're sorry to see Coach Lasser leave. We wish him the best of luck course except when they play us uh, you know same thing people you know said to me when i went to dr phillips we hope you won all your games except i want to get windermere on the football schedule that's what i want to get that may take a little while that's a but, uh, i think i think we got a little yeah. payback you know we yeah. need we need to start but, dishing but out a, there but, but let me let me tell you i mean all the coaching positions that we've had come open this year we've really have found just extraordinary people i haven't even had a chance to announce some other hirings uh for example uh, i know that you you interviewed brett simonelli wrestling coach he was there yesterday he's been there several times he comes over from port orange two or three times a week coach mcdaniel's there every day he leaves oak ridge high school every day and comes over there and sometimes he's there till nine o'clock at night you know if doing nothing else but cleaning the locker rooms i mean we're talking about we have all-in people. These guys are all-in. They're ready to go to work. They're not getting any payment for anything they're doing right now. And um, and but we also are just hired a, a head head boys lacrosse coach, uh, Andrew Green, who's going to be outstanding. We are just real excited to have him. Um, we have a new head cheer coach, um, and uh, Kim Bursage. So uh, that's, that's a very new development, right? Yeah, very new development. And and again, and then that staff, you know, you never know. You got people you want to try to put in place, but you never know how things are going to play out. And, and it looks like that cheer staff is going to come across or is going to come together and fit pretty nicely. So, uh, you know, and. I mean, it's just it's, it's an exciting time. We have some new coaches. They're top-notch people, and they're, these are coaches that's going to, in my opinion, time will tell, but coaches that will not only maintain the level that we're accustomed to having, but I think coaches who might just take it to another level. So, again, real excited, and, and uh, I think it's a, a good time to be a Blue Darter. Thank you. Popka Athletic Director Russell Wombles, as we wrap up the, the year, and I guess Russell uh, would. I guess the spring football game was was the last sporting event of the year for Apopka High School. Last sporting event of the year. Uh, we still have plenty of work to do, uh, Doug and I, in, the, in our office. But uh, last sporting event of the year. So you know, you think you can kind of take a break, but or breath, but not really. So now we got to get prepared for a hundred thousand other things that are going on. But uh, um, like I said, I mean, we're just. We're, we're, we're just really excited about what the future holds, and um, I think the community of Apopka is going to be very pleased with, uh, with the direction we're headed, no question. Thanks for a great insight. Thanks for the great work you do. It's great, great to have you back home. Thank you. John, we're you know, in our waiting moments. Anything else you'd like to say to, before we wrap things up? Well, I, you mentioned the last sporting event, and, and yes, it is, but as he said, there's stuff that he, the, from an administrative standpoint, that the AD's office has to get done, and then, you know, from a sports standpoint, you know, the the basketball kids are playing. The, they've got their 
their summer league stuff coming up in June. Then they've got, you know, their club stuff that they play. Baseball has club stuff that they play. Um, <clears throat> football and then the other sports have club stuff. But uh, football has, you know, summer workouts, conditioning drills, and then they have the FCA camp. Uh, I'm not sure when that is this year. I haven't, haven't spoken with uh, Rick about that, but uh, that'll be this summer, and, and that's always a, uh, a neat thing in the middle of July to be out there. Uh, it's not full contact, but it's pretty darn close. Um, and so, uh, anyway, they you know there's a lot of work that's going to be done. You know, <clears throat> you see sometimes you know the championships that are won in in December in high school football in Florida are really, you know, uh, the preparation for that is done in July and August and and even June. You know, for uh, in the weight room, conditioning drills, uh, and then once fall practice starts, you know the the uh, the the regular practice begins and you start focusing on on your opponents yeah we just got a coach from coach a text from coach d said he's pulling in in fact i just saw him pulling in and that's it's a pretty spiffy truck he's driving there by the way yeah i got that that oklahoma nebraska split license plate up front you know it used to be i don't know that he would be able to have that in either state uh you know of course with nebraska going to the big 10 you know that's that's not so much anymore maybe but uh you know, it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Oklahoma, Nebraska used to be like maybe Florida, well, well, Florida I State. I got kind of a funny story about that. Yeah, go ahead, no, Russell. Just, you know, by the time he finishes parallel parking, <laughs> you, you have two minutes, I think. So by the time he finished parallel parking, you would be into the next hour, it looks like. But speaking of what, you know, I, I actually interviewed, thanks to Coach D. Hamplin set it up, um, his sons Zach and Ty. You know, and during the interview, I made the point to them because all of us old school guys, you remember when Oklahoma and Nebraska, that was one of the biggest games of the year. Everybody looked forward to it Thanksgiving weekend. It was oh, usually much. for a trip to the Orange Bowl, uh, the big eight title. I said, I, I made the point, I thought it was ironic that, that one, one of the guys went to Oklahoma, went to Nebraska, and, and they were like, we didn't quite, quite grasp the, the irony on the situation. They didn't even play each other anymore. Well, well, please be joined by Coach Darlington. And Coach, we've got, I think, one minute. All right, uh, let's go. I've got a specific question for you. Curry, two, quick. Two specific questions. What did you think of the offense and what did you think of the defense? Bad. I thought it was all bad. That's what coaches think every spring. It's just bad. But I think that we'll get better. You know, we saw some good things on both sides and a lot of things we need to work on. And I've looked back at a lot of spring games when we won a state championship and said, oh, my gosh, we are so bad. So that's just how we think. And you go five weeks to play a game, you think you'd be better, but we're not. And so, again, it all comes back to fundamentals and knowledge and what to and how to and who to. And we'll get better. So it's a start, and we have what we have, and we'll try to make something of it. Thanks for being here to, to share with us. <laughs> and we uh, Can I not get a sub for my class? <laughs> we can. Uh, guys, it's been great to have you join us today. Thank you for Coach Darlington. It's great to see you. 35 seconds. And also <laughs> great to have Pete on, on on location with us, Russell Wombles. Thank you for coming over, Russell. Thank you. Thanks to Coach Matthews and all the things he does to help us. And John Perry, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Roger. And we'll be sticking around for lunch. So, friends, come on up and join us and get your Memorial Day weekend started. Thank you to all those who serve in the military. Thank you to those who died to give us lives of security and freedom. Friends, have It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.